Welcome to Beating Cancer Daily. Beating stage four cancer for 30 years still takes my breath away every time I say it. I'm Saren, founder of the Comedy Cures Foundation, and I hope you'll join me for just a few minutes daily for the next 365 days so we may laugh, learn, maybe cry a little as we live our best days beating cancer daily together. Are you sound sensitive? Oh my goodness. I became so sound sensitive when I started chemotherapy. And you know what? It's been so many years. It's been 24 years since I started chemotherapy and 21 years since I ended chemotherapy, and I am still sound sensitive. I get a massage, and I ask them to please turn off any music. I don't want any auditory stimulation while I'm getting a massage. It almost overloads my circuitry. I can't stand incessant television playing. Now, I like listening to music, but I don't like it excessively loud. I love dancing, but I don't like music playing while I'm trying to do something else. And you know what? The research is fascinating. The old saying that silence is golden, there's research that we should be experiencing moments of silence. This is so great for someone like me. Feel that the unbelievable bombardment of stimulation, especially sound, is so bad for our brains. Now, I'm going to talk about that. I just want to let you know that three times this week, people talk to me about silence. And I just said, oh, I thought I was the only one that just had to have silence. I love my husband, but I actually like to sit in silence with him. I don't care if he's reading or doing something on his phone. I just like for the two of us be together in complete silence. We talk and we watch movies and do all those things too. But there's something so intimate about being with another person and being so comfortable being in silence together. So one of the ways someone talked to me about silence was they said that their priest got up on their pulpit and didn't say anything just looked at them. And everybody was wondering, what's going on? You know, did he forget his sermon? Is he nervous? Is he emotional? Like, what happened? And after a really long pause, he said, if you cannot improve on silence, don't speak. And then he walked off the pulpit and that was the end of the sermon. (laughs) 
it's pretty dramatic. Can you imagine you go to church and you're waiting for this inspirational talk, maybe on the Bible portion, and this man just walks up there, stares at you, and literally just says, if you cannot improve on silence, don't speak. Wow. That makes me measure my words. I think that's why this is a bite-sized podcast, because I just feel that people are so bombarded with information that I want you just to have everything as quickly as I can give it to you so that you can enjoy silence or get on with your day. Some podcasts are so long. They're like 90 minutes. Okay, number two. Have you ever been on a silent retreat? Can you imagine going on one? I love them. They're like two or three days. I did mine at Karpala and I wear a button that just says that I'm not talking. So anybody that approaches me to have a conversation or ask a question sees that I have a button on and that I prefer not to speak. I even can go into a silent dining room where everyone just wants to eat in quiet and really be connected to the activity of eating their food. If you go in the other dining room, everyone is just chatting away. Pretty cool, right? Could you do it? Could you spend a few days without saying anything to anyone and not have it make you uncomfortable or anxious or depressed? Would it recharge you? I love people and I love to talk. (laughs) I committed to 365 days of talking on a podcast. I do appreciate complete silence. All right. I can't wait to tell you some of the research on this. It is amazing. So I found this great article from Time Magazine in 2022 that was written by Justin Zorn and Lee Mars. So they're co-authors of a book called Golden, The Power of Silence in a World of Noise. So In this article, they talk about sirens are estimated to be six times louder than they were a century ago because our world is that much noisier that they had to escalate the sounds of the sirens so that they could be heard in our very noisy world. So they quote a professor from the University of Pennsylvania, Matthias Basner, saying, noise causes stress especially if we have little or no control over it. The body will excrete stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol that lead to changes in the composition of our blood and of our blood vessels, which have been shown to be stiffer after a single night of noise exposure. High cortisol levels can also be associated with cancer. So I try to keep my cortisol levels as normal as possible. If loud sound is increasing our cortisol and we are prone to cancer, I think it's an obvious leap without me being a biologist 
that that's not a good idea. So the article goes on to talk about how sound waves hit our eardrums and they vibrate the bones in our inner ear, which cause ripples and waves of fluid that spiral through our eardrum. And these electrical signals hit our auditory nerve that transmits to the brain. It says neuroscientists have found that these signals go to the amygdala. So basically, when sound waves hit our eardrums, that causes a ripple effect through our ears and through our body that creates an auditory response going to our brain. Neuroscientists have found that when we are bombarded with sound, it actually stimulates a fight or flight response in us. Too much stimuli acts like excessive stress in our system, which can raise the cortisol levels in our blood. And I know that I was told to try to keep my cortisol levels as normal as possible because raised cortisol levels have been associated with cancer. We know that excessive noise can cause hearing loss. So we do want to protect our ears. But now we're seeing risks in cardiovascular disease, stroke, and depression, as well as many other side effects from excessive noise. It's interesting because Florence Nightingale is quoted in this article from 1859, reflecting her experience as a British nurse. And her quote is, unnecessary noise then is the most cruel absence of care which can be inflicted either on the sick or well. And you know what? Research is showing that she was right, that hospitals, at least when I was growing up, were excessively noisy. And now they're trying to mitigate all the noise because you're in a hospital to heal, right? I saw such a difference in the noise in hospitals over the years. So there was a super cool study done at Duke University where they tested mice with all different kinds of sounds. And they actually showed Against what they had hypothesized, they showed that silence is really golden, that the mice that had the highest number of newly grown and sustained neurons were the mice that were in silence. M.K. Kirst, who's a professor at Duke, said that trying to hear in silence, quote unquote, can demonstratively accelerate the growth of valuable brain cells. This act of listening to quiet can in itself enrich our capacity to think and perceive. Now, the article goes on to say that Pythagoras, the Greek philosopher, advised his students, let your quiet mind listen and absorb the silence. See, even back then, they knew the power of silence. We're coming full circle on this. And it isn't just that silence can relax you. It's pretty fascinating. The quiet environment can actually be a kind of positive stress called eustress. 
And this has been studied in mice. So the Duke investigator said that everyday stress undermines the growth and healing of our brain. But you stress, and that's what happens when we're in silence, is something very different. This kind of exertion that makes us grow beyond our limitations. So sitting in silence and listening to quiet activates our brain in a way that's incredibly powerful. I'm excited because I am always waiting for silence everywhere I go. If I'm in a restaurant, I ask them, please, can you turn down the music? I really want to enjoy the food. So intuitively, I knew that that competition of all that sound was actually really stressing my system and that I wasn't able to enjoy the food as much. Now, are you willing to try to listen to the silence? Because if you are, I have some tips for you. First of all, you have to take out the earbuds. I am telling you, when we have the earbuds in, it makes us want to talk on the phone and it makes us want to listen to lots of music and podcasts. And I'm guilty because I'm giving you verbal noise through this podcast, but hopefully it's a bit helpful. But you have to be disciplined. And you have to remove the AirPods for hours and hours of the day. Just because we can hear something doesn't mean we have to put them on. Unless you have noise-canceling earphones and you just want to cancel the noise and not have anything coming in to them. Just the way you would designate time to go to a gym and work out, I want you to start to program into your phone, into your day schedule, time that you're going to sit in silence. Make it five minutes a day to start. Then work your way up 10 minutes a day. Maybe you'll get to a half an hour. My daughter, who you may have heard on this podcast, is a TV writer, producer in Hollywood. And she spends two to three hours a morning in silence because she has to generate so much creative thought. And she finds that by sitting in silence for two or three hours every morning before she sits down to write, actually really relaxes her and stimulates her brain to think in a way that she doesn't think if she just jumps right into writing. How else can you sit in silence? You can Share this concept with other people in your house and set a time every day where everything's going to go off in the house. Hey, we're not going to have our phones on. We're not going to have music. We're just going to take a period of time where everyone is on silent and have that just built into the culture of your home. Now, if this starts making you very anxious and it makes you uncomfortable, Don't do it without the help of a professional therapist or social worker. Make sure that you are not pushing yourself way beyond your comfort zone. Maybe you decide that you're going to have a music-free, quiet car 
so that when you're in the car, you have no noise stimulation. Maybe that's how you get your few minutes in a day. You can also set an intention that you're going to wake up before anyone in your house and you're going to sit in silence before the whole house gets bustling. I've mentioned before that I love to stay up late and I'm working on going to bed earlier. But part of the reason why I love to stay up in the middle of the night is because the whole world is so quiet. The vibration of the world around me in my time zone is very still. There are very few cars on the road. There's much less vibration in the universe, much less light. And I love that decrease in stimulation. It's just really fun to be awake when the whole time zone is is pretty much sleeping. I cannot wait to hear how this goes for you. Are you enjoying building up your silence practice? Well, now we didn't even talk about meditation. That's a whole nother level of sitting in silence. I'm just talking about starting slowly where you just listen to the silence. Don't even try the practice of meditation. Just the ability to sit with yourself in your own skin in silence. Okay, I have a joke for you because I always like to include a joke if I can. It's really silly. You ready? I like playing quiet tennis. It's like regular tennis, except nobody raises a racket. (laughs) I told you it was dumb, but you know I love dumb jokes. So enjoy this practice. I can't wait for you to go to the Comedy Cures Foundation, hit the record button, tell me all your thoughts about it, or go to the contact menu and write to me. How is this working for you? Have a blessed, silent day. And I'll see you tomorrow. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then I'd love to ask for you to go to comedycures.org and check out our membership circle levels. You will find even more resources and more programming like our live virtual Q&A sessions with me, our live Comedy Cures events with our very talented comedians, live health builder workshops with Jackie Bryan hosted by me, a robust monthly newsletter, plus much more. It's really an exciting community. So please consider becoming a member, giving it as a gift, telling your friends, telling your hospital support group all about this community. I can't think of a more empowering way to go through a cancer journey or your survivorship or your caregiving experience than with us at Beating Cancer Daily. It's truly an honor to serve you. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Guess what time it is? It's time for me to read the disclaimer. 
Beating Cancer Daily and the Membership Circle are not in lieu of medical advice or treatment. They are for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare team to review your best strategy. Thanks for listening.